This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, roasted in the gold country of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. So a crazy presidential cycle, uh, more terror in France, Mm -hmm. and kids that won't leave our side. Happy anniversary. (laughs) 25 years of marriage celebrated, and it was just a lousy evening last night of news and activity. Well, the kids were fun to hang out with. They were. We we went to pizza. I now know why 25 years of marriage, they don't throw you big parties. (laughs) Because you're still raising kids? Yeah, because you're still raising kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, yeah, we are right here the day after um, a truck plowed down a crowd in a Bastille Day celebration in Nice, France. And um, it, it just brings me back to our episode we did last week. Yeah. I'm talking to our kids That's about these I tragedies. <laughs> I don't think we are going to see a world that gets better, Fletch. No. So, actually, maybe, but I don't know. When Jesus returns. Yeah. So welcome to episode 111. Sorry to start on a somber note. It wasn't that somber. We're celebrating an anniversary. So we just happened to celebrate it with like five kids at our side constantly, (laughs) including one that fell asleep next to me in bed. So um, it reminds me a lot of our, you know, just the, the, it's a picture of 25 years of marriage. So uh, yeah, this is episode 112, Classroom Teachers Who Homeschool. We're going to be interviewing uh, Yolanta Erb in just a few minutes in the studio. But uh, before we get there, let's uh, talk about what's going on. First anniversary. So we are going away to our favorite place on earth. Well, not favorite place on earth, but favorite place in California. Top five. Top five in earth? Favorite places on earth. Yeah? Really? Not for you? No, it's up there. What are your top there. five places on earth? Uh, boy, I know I know Hawaii is one of them. Yes. Uh, and these are places I've been. Okay. Right? Well, places of course. I've been, of course. I can't yeah. say anything else. So I'd say Hawaii is one of them. Um, I would say... Uh, Definitely, I love Phoenix, Arizona. That's coming up in my top five. Wow, now. really? Yeah, okay. I really have. Well, Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Yeah, okay. Uh, going to visit our son in college. And it has nothing to do with him being college. Just, it's, it's great, just great city. Yeah. yeah. Lots to do there. Um, let's see. I def- Well, above that is Santa Cruz, California. North okay. Coast, California. Yep. Uh, I love the North Coast. Yep. Um, I love the Sierra Nevadas. Okay. So I love... The beer uh, or the... Yeah, both. Mountain range. Yeah, Sierra Nevada beer. <laughs> um, gluten-free boy talking. But no, I do love the Sierra Nevadas. So anywhere from, you know, Mount Lassen, Mount Shasta, all the way down mm-hmm. the Sierras, both mm-hmm. the east side and the west side, high mountain lakes, streams, above the timber line, yeah. above the rattlesnake line. You're to make people want to come here. Oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, I 25 above years ago, line, yeah. where did I take you for our, for our honeymoon? We went to Bear Valley, California. because it's one of my yeah. favorite places on Earth. In the Sierra Nevada. Yeah, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous chunk of mm-hmm. real estate in California. And then, hmm, did I, I think I've hit five, haven't I? No. No, I have one more. Why? No. What else would I say? Well, Paris, France. Yeah. Yeah. I love Paris, France. I like Italy too, but Paris, France was awesome. I want, I want our, our listeners to tell us their top five. That'd be fun. So, you know, 
email it to us, post it on Facebook, whatever. I'm, I'm just curious. What are people's five top five places yeah, in the world? Yeah, people have been all over, though. I'm sure you know someone's going to chime in and say, like... Not everybody's been everywhere. There's a lot of non-travelers that would tell you five... You know, five places that are sort of local to them or their happy places might be a beautiful park near their home or their their living room. I don't know. Yep. I want to hear the person so. that says like uh, Mississippi or New Orleans, like deep south, hot, humid, because that is just never going to make my top five. <laughs> just weather yeah, alone. Weather yeah. alone. So, But beautiful places. How about you? Do you have any that you right off the top of your head? Well, I would say what's kind of interesting is that um, I have been to a lot of places in the world and my very favorite city in the world is San Francisco still, you know, right over the hill, an hour and a half (laughs) we're in the city and that would still be my favorite city in the world. Um, so I don't know, I'm not gonna, I I would, you know, I'm a slow processor Fletch, so it would take me some real time to figure that one out, but I would say that, but I, I, I will tell you that the, our favorite, my favorite day of our 25 years of marriage was the day we were on the island of Capri, um, down off the Amalfi coast and, Italy oh, on a is, moped yeah. a couple years ago. That is a pretty great... Fletch was on one. the moped steering and driving, and I was holding on for dear life behind him, and we were going up these winding, beautiful um, drives. Like, yeah, this people drive, have been to Capri. You know what we're talking about. Well, and if you haven't been to Capri, you've seen it on commercials and movies, and because they, you know, it's usually like a guy on a motorcycle on this beautiful winding yeah. road overlooking this gorgeous blue water, and yeah, so um, that was that's up there for that was sure. pretty good. Cool. Um, any anything else going on? So we are going to Santa Cruz this weekend. That's yeah. the thing. We're heading over to the coast uh, for a weekend away just to celebrate our anniversary, and uh, we're doing an Airbnb. First time we've ever done this. That's true. So we've rented a guest cottage. Yeah, in somebody's uh, in somebody's property. property. So, yeah. so that sounds fun. Yeah, and slightly creepy. I mean, I, <laughs> this is like the beginning of most horror stories. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. Right. There's a spider farm in the back. You know, something like that. A and, spider farm. Well, it was from a the story that the kids and I listened to. So that's, that could happen. And, uh, anything else? Well, we're, we're plowing ahead with wedding plans. We had our, uh, Mm -hmm. college age son from Grand Canyon. He's been on the show before Nate. He, he and his fiance came home. So they are gearing up, uh, getting some plans done for their December wedding. That's right. And then, uh, our oldest son is gearing up for his wedding in a month. So it's been kind of wedding topic. Weddings. And, uh, and still thick in the middle of our 1970s, Summer, uh, we we celebrated with pizza and uh, candy last night um, for our anniversary, Movie and then candy. watched The Goonies. Kendra made it about twenty minutes before she bailed on it. Well, no, what actually happened was I texted the fifteen-year-old and I said, "This movie is dumb," and she said, "I'm so over it." And I said, "Let's go in the schoolroom and watch something else." So we snuck out. So I stuck with the little kids and finished The Goonies, which if. <laughs> If you've watched it. Um, also, one more thing I want to say. Uh, there is a phenomenon going on called Pokemon Go. We're Ooh. not playing. Just to let people know. But I'm, some of our, our children are yeah, playing. Yeah, so but I'm not, yeah. I'm not. There's a whole thing about this, and that's what I want to talk about. Because uh, this is, I think, is just a breeding ground for homeschoolers. Um, there are those that are going to do this. Yep. Because it's a part of their childhood and life. Like right. they remember Pokemon and Pikachu and right. Pikachu? Pikachu. I, I don't no know. Idea. I don't know how to say them, so I'm probably saying them wrong. And then uh they know how to like what it means to like I don't know, power up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm saying everything wrong. Uh but there was a there was a Pokemon in our backyard. Oh really? Yeah. I found us out. We're live out in the country, but the oh. kids told me there was one out in the backyard. Wow. So anyhow, uh so there are people playing this. But there's another group of people who are judgmental about people playing this. 
Right. And of course. It's just like people as, as with anything. I just want to play. Maybe I'll play. I'll play some John Lennon music here for us. Just <laughs> in the background. Just <laughs> well, like. you know, I don't know if you. We haven't discussed this, but on Instagram, John Wilkerson posted that he was doing this Pokemon Go. And I said, oh, man, you too. And he said, yeah, actually, I was interested because for the, you know, his homeschool podcast is... The Wired Homeschool. The Wired Homeschool. And he said, I wanted to get in and, you know, figure out the logistics and and be able to talk to my listeners about this. So if you are interested in hearing John's perspective as a homeschooling Christian dad on the whole Pokemon Go thing, you need to, you know, hop over to Wired Homeschool and listen to that. He said next week that yeah, episode so will be up. I don't know if you know, we, we talked about John leaving, mm-hmm. <laughs> retiring, yeah, yeah. or taking a break. He That he lasted about a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got nominated for an award, and I think it was just the motivation to have him keep going. But, you know, that's still great. an Good. excellent, excellent podcast. Um, all right. I think that's enough fluff. We've talked about everything. So uh, with that, let's head on into our show. All right, Kendra, some of my favorite things in the world. You know what they are? Coffee. Coffee. Me. You. <laughs> and Merrill hiking boots right now. Wow, Merrill hiking yeah, boots. Yeah. Dogs. Dogs. Pipe yeah. tobacco. Okay. Those yes. are some of my favorite things. But right now, I'm talking about coffee. Of course. Because uh, nothing is more enjoyable for me, even in the deepest, hottest part of summer, yes. than to sit down and have a nice hot cup of Caroline's Coffee from Grass Valley, California. Trace Fike roasts it. You know, they send us a bag of coffee every week, and I try it every week. Um, I did not get my bag yet, so I didn't try it. So I'm and I'm still finishing up my Maui coffee from last week because it's that good, people. But I'm not going to talk about coffee specific. I'm going to talk about what you, as a listener, can do. Free podcast comes to your iPod, phone, um, Android device, however you listen to us every week. It's free. Here's what you can do. If you're a coffee drinker, a tea drinker, um, you can head on over to carolinescoffee.com, use the code H-I-R-L, support homeschooling in real life by supporting Caroline's Coffee. It's the easiest thing I can have you do uh, to help support us. And we get great reports back that our listeners do that often. Thank you so much. Enjoy your coffee. All right, so I think you had the idea to sit down with your friend Yolanta. Yeah, I love this girl. Um, we've we've <laughs> spent many a homeschool convention together in between our sessions, laughing and enjoying Cracker Barrel and um, making fun of homeschoolers. No, we don't make fun of yes, homeschoolers. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, there was a group of women who had made no, t-shirts. You can't say that. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> they made t-shirts that were like fangirl t-shirts for another homeschool speaker and they followed this person around the entire convention. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. And so we happened to be near them and at breakfast and I mean, between the awe and wonder <laughs> Yeah. And what brings somebody to make a t-shirt for a homeschool speaker? <laughs> Follow yeah, them around. Yeah, but that's the same as a lot of things. So, <sighs> you know, you're following the person. Right. You know, and right. that's where right, things right, get right. dangerous. We were just talking it about does this. Get dangerous. Um, it, kind of in real time, uh we just heard this week that Perry Noble from um New Spring Church had been uh removed from mm-hmm. his pastorate yeah. um over some issues. And I'm not I I alcohol and then Maybe yeah. some, and we have no personal views. connection. No, no, no. Which is part of the thing. Yeah. Here. So yeah. here, and, but what I'm saying is, and I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying, 
it's a bummer every time this happens in the church, whether it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've seen plenty of people in our network, the X29 churches that we belong to that have, you know, fallen like a Mark Driscoll mm-hmm. um, and, and others. And it's just uh, Tullian Chavidjan, who's not an X29, but, you know, this just like hurts my heart every time I see this yeah. when they've had to be removed, whether it's good or bad. But, you know, we were, we were talking about this recently and just saying no one ever really says like, oh, I really love um, my church. I really love the people in my church, but they'll say, oh, I really love my pastor. My pastor. Yeah, I really love uh, Tully right. I really love Perry. Yeah. You know, and the, you've elevated this man. That mm-hmm. is who the church is to you. Mm-hmm. And well, what happens if they step down? You know, that's one of my favorite things about Francis Chan. Mm-hmm. In the, the height of the ministry yeah. at his church, he stepped down, stepped away. No reason. No, it was I mean, a reason. There was a reason, but. Yeah. And but his reason was he saw that happening. more about yeah. me. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's a little side. <laughs> yeah. I, I so appreciate that, too. And, you know, here you, we could make Francis into the perfect <laughs> example that he's not, of course, because he's human. But that we've talked a lot about this um, recently that, that being called to be a pastor, what God calls you to, is not churches full of thousands of people and internet you know, podcasting and books and celebrity and speaking and blah, blah, you know, yeah. nobody is equipped to handle that. For sure. And, and we're let, seeing that yeah, over and, let and over. Yeah, tie this back to where we were saying. We just started with you saying um, we were making fun of homeschoolers. You know, we'll make fun of the stuff that's worthy of making fun of. Mm-hmm. And that is when you uh, put on t-shirts and elevate a speaker and become a fan club. The same can happen with oh, homeschooling yeah. in real life, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people can say, oh, we just love uh, Fletch and Kendra. I don't think a lot of people do say that, but <laughs> they can say, oh, I really love the podcast because they really call it like it is. You know what? We could be totally wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah. some of the stuff we're saying right. could be totally wrong, and, and I will readily admit it. And there are some that love to call us out on it, mm-hmm. and they do. And um, we can I don't, be jerks. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess I, I do be a know. husband abuser, and you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, she could. <laughs> so those things, um, you know, when you're going to elevate a person, I mean, that's, I'm not picking on Perry Noble. I'm not picking on Mark Driscoll or Tullian Trevigian. I'm not, I'm just saying these are examples where we as Christians forget uh, again that we're elevating people. We're elevating homeschool speakers yeah. and that's wrong. It's yeah. just wrong to do that. The danger in that is that in, for this person in particular that these women were uh, fangirls for that method that this person is teaching then becomes the idol. And and what if it doesn't work for your child? What if your child <laughs> is not the one who responds to that particular curriculum method? And this is actually a really great segue into our interview coming up here with Yolanta because we talk about giving yourself the freedom to understand that kids don't respond the way we have it in our heads that they will respond to our stellar homeschooling attempts. Yeah. And I, I loved when I got to meet her, um, just a really down to earth person, a real normal, um, homeschool mom. Yep. Um, and a very, I can see why you like her, um, because, uh, she's very animated and, and kind of the other end of you, you know, I, I wouldn't say that you're, uh, She's, um, she seems to be more outgoing than that's I That's what I'm saying. There you there go. You go. <laughs> um, and, I, and I see that uh, often in, in these homeschool moms that, that you love to spend time with. So let's head to this fantastic interview. We have a special guest with us in the studio today, Fletch. We do. I think I've met this person in real life. Yes. You over have. hamburgers. Right, exactly. So we have Yolanta Herb with us, and Yolanta blogs at Homeschool Creations, uh, which is absolutely 
a fantastic resource. If you are um, homeschooling any kind of elementary kids, well, Yolanta, you're homeschooling older kids too, so you're putting lots of stuff up for that as well. But there are so many great printables over there that she's got for you. So head over to Homeschool Creations. That sounds like an ad. Yeah, it does sound like an ad, but that's exactly what we want to do. We want to promote her because she's awesome. Exactly. So Yolanta, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. Thank you. Hey, you know, I did. I made comment there during the intro that we met over hamburgers in Nashville. One of my fav- my new favorite places in the United States is Nashville, and uh, we met there in in a big like it was like a big uh, god sized terrarium <laughs> 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 with water and warm sunshine coming in. So yeah, that's true. So hey, that- yeah, welcome. We're glad to have you here. I'm so glad to be here with you guys this morning. So we are talking about classroom teachers who chose to homeschool. And more and more, I'm finding that this is the case. You know, we posted this article recently on the the Facebook page about uh, classroom teachers who homeschool. And it was like, I just couldn't believe how many people chimed in and said, that's me, that's me. So Yolanta, tell us a little bit about how you came to this and, and what your background is with uh, with teaching in the schools. Well, I got my undergrad degree in English. I was actually an English ed major up until my last semester when I uh, taught in the, and went into the junior high and high school arena. I basically decided that I did not want to go the high school junior high route because it was just crazy. So I have much respect for teachers that do multiple classrooms at that level because it's, it's a lot. It's very intense. So loved the English, got almost everything done, except didn't get that final little piece of paper that said, congratulations, you're an English teacher. I uh, came back for a couple of years, went and got my master's then in special, in early childhood special education. So I taught in the public school system with preschoolers at that point uh, for several years before we had kids and then decided once our kids were going into school that I was obviously, I was going to be staying home. But then when it came time to send our kids to school, that was at the point where we decided that we were going to start homeschooling. So that was pretty much had a little bit of classroom, but it was more with the younger kids, even though I had done some, some with the older kids and then just decided that wasn't the route for us (laughs) at that point. (laughs) Ironically, now I'm teaching English lit at the high school level (laughs) in in a co-op class and several, several different ones. And so that's been fun. It's, it's a completely different arena though. I will say that doing it with homeschool kids that it was um, in the public school system but I am enjoying that. <laughs> so your oldest child is a high schooler, correct? She is, yes. And we have a second one this year that will be um, moving into some high school classes as well. So our age range right now is we have about fourth grade all the way up through um, our oldest is 10th grade. We call her, well, this last year we called her a freshman because she was technically a freshman, but taking a lot of sophomore classes. Which you can do as a homeschooler. Typical homeschool. Yeah, yes. exactly. I was say, that's typical homeschool, so... So back when you started or back when you had these kiddos and, and you were in a classroom and, and all of that, what, at what point did you say, hmm, homeschooling seems like a good idea? Well, I'll be honest with you and tell you that initially that was not my uh, direction, <laughs> shall we say that, um, to give you a little bit of back history, like my mom, my mom homeschooled my brothers um, back in the late 80s, wow. early 90s. And I was not homeschooled. They wanted to homeschool me my last few years. And at that point, we I was in a private school and just, you know, 
with a graduating class of 14, I said, really, I, I really don't want to come home at this point. So, and in college, I did not really agree with homeschooling at all. It was not something that I just, I don't know. I guess yeah. homeschooling was very different if you want to think about it back in like the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and so I was, I was not a fan of homeschooling as it were, even debated against it in college. And then, but when it came time for us to put our kids into school, um, the, the school system that we were a part of at that time was, I'd say, fairly rough, if to put it nicely. Um, they'd already failed testing two years in a row and were on the third, you know, three strikes you're out kind of rule where mm. there would have been major, major overhauls. And truthfully, I just wasn't, you know, we weren't ready to put our kids into that if you will. Um, so yeah, so that was about at the point where we kind of sat back and said, okay, we've got a child going into kindergarten here who already knows how to read and was, you know, doing really well for her age. So putting her into the public school system was, was a struggle for us at that point. So, and, and honestly, my, our initial thought, it wasn't that, you know, we were all diehard homeschoolers, like, here we go, we're going to be doing it for the rest of, you know, all the way through. It was, we can't screw up kindergarten, so we're going to keep her home <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Maybe that sounds really bad, but that was, that was pretty much the initial, like, we can't, I mean, we can't mess up kindergarten at this point because she's pretty much doing everything you need to be doing in kindergarten. So, um, but then after that, it just evolved more into, you know, it was something that we absolutely love doing. And well, you know, most days as every homeschool family will, I'm sure agree right? Um, that we really enjoy doing. And so we've taken it on a year by year basis. And honestly, wasn't sure that we would necessarily do high school either, but we got to that point and jumped that scary hurdle. And it's been absolutely wonderful. You know, for a lot of our listeners, uh, Yolanta, that's exactly almost what we've been saying regularly at Homeschooling in Real Life, which is every kid every year. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we happen to have eight kids and three of them are out of homeschooling and that leaves five. But every kid, every year, we determine how we're going to educate them or mm-hmm. or what we think will be best for them that year. And and sometimes it's a week by week, you know, yeah. hey, this didn't, this is not working out. Um, <laughs> so I, I like that there's this, there used to be an all in all the time you know, mm-hmm. homeschooling is the only thing you can do for your children ever. You know, don't even consider uh, charter, public, private. You know, you are your parent. You are the kid's uh, teacher, Deuteronomy 6, mm-hmm. 7, you fools. You know, that's your job. <laughs> um, don't turn that over to anyone. Uh, so I, I like that, you know, it's that idea that, well, maybe high school. We'll see. You know, we'll see when we get there. And um, so, yeah, that's great. So, Yolanta, there have got to be some major differences between the classroom and homeschooling your own kids. What have you experienced in the way of maybe some things you didn't expect or some hurdles? Oh, gosh, hurdles. Well, then, the fact that you are everything all the time to these children and you can't send them home to anybody, how's that for a hurdle? Yeah, (laughs) that's real life, too. Um, (laughs) That's real, real life. I mean, I had a lot of challenges in in my classroom with behavior and things like that because of some of the kids I was dealing with. Now, granted, I know they were preschoolers at that point in time. Um, but you know, when you're dealing a lot of times with kids with special needs, um, you know, I, I know at that point when I was, when I was teaching, 
you know, I was just the teacher for them, obviously, with the time that I was there. And yes, my relationship with them extended outside of the classroom. But, you know, that was the parents, you know, for the most part. I mean, we're obviously taking care of them outside of the classroom and we're responsible for everything else. So, you know, but when you're at home with your kids, it goes well beyond Mm -hmm. (laughs) just the, I can't just send them home and, you know, expect somebody else to help out with something else. I am the end all for the kids in that aspect that, you know, I'm the teacher, I'm the parent, so I get to follow up with everything. So I mean, that's, (laughs) that's, that can be challenging. And especially when it comes to, to discipline and things too, you know, I mean, you, that balance between teacher mode and having, I guess when you're in the classroom, you know, there's a different respect too for teachers and how kids respond. You know, my kids respond differently with different people. If they're at um, church or they're with friends, you know, how, how that, that authority level goes. And when it's your own child, you know, you have those day in day out struggles and, in a classroom setting, I know it was very different in that aspect because you are the authority figure. And so that does carry weight. And so that can be hard at home because your kids are like, yeah, mom, <laughs> right. yeah, <laughs> no, so, whatever. I, I was yeah. thinking though, that is kind of the role of the dad. You know, you just come in and say, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a room or a floor in your house sometimes where moms go, no, no one up here, no one near me. Yeah. I need time off. And that is um, exponentially increased if someone is breastfeeding. <laughs> that's suddenly, you know, everybody off, um, yeah. which is troubling for a dad who doesn't breastfeed. Um, so then the second <laughs> thought I had in there um, was that idea of wisdom from other people. Um, I'm just going to, you know, click into it before our break. Um, and you know Tommy Kendra? Yes. Tommy is at our church. He was the youth leader. His name was Tommy Dick. And Tommy Which, right there, is a problem I mean, for We've youth never leader. brought this up before <laughs> oh, on the homeschooling IRL, but you get a lot of respect from high school kids when your name is Tommy Dick. So, yeah. But he, <laughs> he, this guy was brilliant. And so I just want to, you know, whether it's a coach or a, a teacher or a um, Sunday school teacher or whatever that other authority is in your kid's life, uh, it's funny how you said different, uh, different responses to different people. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but Tommy is brilliant. I mean, this guy, I mean, there's, I know of, you know, there's, there's Wesley, there's Whitfield, there's Spurgeon, and then there's Tommy Dick who just knows everything. And I always thought it was funny when they would come back and tell us what Tommy said. And I'm like, well, that's what we have been saying. <laughs> exactly. You know, he just says it in like a t-shirt that says like Mountain Dew or Leonard Skinner or something, you know, it's, and he's so smart as the youth leader, but. Uh, but I, I agree with you. So that's that, those are hard lines to differentiate, right, for a mom, mm. homeschooler. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, from a dad's perspective, I just want to tell both of you, well done, because, you know, we're essentially at work all day. You know, <laughs> and we, we come home and that's where, uh, I forget who said it, where mom's in the playpen and the kids are running out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So hats off to you both for doing that. Hey, I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, Yolanta, I have some really hard questions for you, the real-life ones that I think are going to make our listeners and maybe you squirm a little bit, so we'll be right back. Christian, put yours on. Do it. Hi, this is Mighty Joe. I love home storing and real life. And mommy is the best. 
Well, we're back with our guest, Yolanta Herb, and we are talking about classroom teachers who are homeschooling. But Fletch, you have some little tricky questions for Yolanta. I do. I think these are the, you know, this topic can be dreadfully boring because people are like, oh, classroom teachers who homeschool, you know, ding. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of good here like that, that we were just talking about teachers that come to homeschool. Like, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are moms that, that would say, like, I would love to turn off this hat and just wear the parenting hat or just wear the teacher's hat, not the parenting hat. Uh, so those are some of the trickier things. But I have a, a, a winger for you here. Sorry, I have a zinger for you here. It's, um, yeah, um, homeschoolers uh, who suck. <laughs> you know, as a teacher, you get into homeschooling, and, and what happens is, you know, like we go to that convention in Nashville, and you meet a bunch of homeschool parents. And mm-hmm. eventually you're going to brush up against some, and especially those like Kendra, like both you, people that download stuff from you or want information, <laughs> and you're like, do you not know how to use the internet? Like, <laughs> Do I have to create a video on how to download? How to Google something? Yeah. yeah. So, so you have those, but just as you two bump into moms who just are bad homeschoolers, how do you deal with that? Oh, so you're asking if I'm if I'm judging if I get judgmental. Well, <laughs> yeah, we can wrap that term yes, up however you want to. Sadly, but, yeah. but that's that's what it does boil down to, and that's hard because. I mean, especially like you were saying, when you come from a background of teaching and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, but I think there if there's one thing that I am recognizing over the years as we continue on this homeschool journey, I mean, we've been doing it now for, oh, I don't even know how many more years, 10 plus years now. And as, you know, we bring up multiple kids through it, you know, all of our kids are learn. they are different learners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what may seem like, duh, you know, this is what you do. And if you do this, this is the way you should do it. You know, there's so many different methods of homeschooling and styles. And granted, I don't necessarily, I don't want to say agree with them. They don't, they don't fit with me. If you'll, I guess if you'll have it that way. Um, but it's really hard to say that it's not working Mm -hmm. for somebody else, because I do realize that different families have different lifestyles and different, Oh, that's a whole big can of worms there, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard because there are so many different styles of learning and styles of teaching and, And that's hard because then you get into different personality types too. And so what my personality type is and what works for me teaching and with my kids could be completely different for, for another family. Sure. But that's hard when you see that in action and think, well, I would never do that with my child. But, um, then again, there's a whole lot of different parenting methods that, you know, that just spills over into everything in life. It's not just, not just schooling, necessarily homeschooling. And And yeah. And it's, I guess, different things too, like with different states, you know, I know in our, all different states have different guidelines as far as what is, is not allowed and, um, you know, where, where they intervene in different things. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean that I agree or disagree with the state. Um, but you know, a a lot of them do have measures put into place, if you will, Mm. (laughs) you know, we have to submit, um, we can or have to, depends on where you're at in our state, um, submit testing every year, 
you know, as in showing where our kids that they're actually making improvements and, and things. So I guess, I guess to having kids coming up through that, that don't necessarily always measure up to what, what the norm would be or what would be expected of them per se at this age. You know, we have two that really struggle with reading and I am sure there are, there may be parents locally that may be <laughs> sitting in even judgment of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, yeah. saying like, well, if you just, you know, and it's not that we haven't used the right curriculum or used, it's just, that's where the struggle is right now in mm-hmm. that. And so I think if anything, I guess what, what I'm saying is the, the many more years of having done it now, you know, whereas early on I might've been sitting there going, I can't believe that person's doing that and that they're doing it that way have changed to a little bit more, <laughs> a lot more of a grace approach in that and, and understanding that, you know, oh, you know, <laughs> I've been doing it this way and it's not really working with this uh, kid or yeah. working See? that way. See what happened? She so, got there without me even having to prod her. See, she said, <laughs> are you, are you setting me up for something? No. Well, I mean, I think, I think what, what we're saying here is, you know, there are public school teachers that I had that, mm-hmm. that just knocked the ball out of the park. Absolutely. They, they could have taught me anything. And there was another guy that couldn't have taught me how to walk out of a paper bag. I mean, just mm-hmm. he was obviously ill fit for what he's doing. And I think that's the real life part I wanted to get to. Mm. That sometimes you aren't going to be the best teacher for this kid this year. That's that same, you know, every kid, mm-hmm. every year. You have a, a highly charged hormonal boy. And, and I'm just saying this. Oh, if, if Lord Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Please, sweet Jesus, come soon. But you know, you could be a mom of girls. And, you know, we, we have those situations where the, the kids are all like, you know, back in the day, they're all sitting in prayer dresses, sitting on the couch, and they're each reading their books, like super quiet. Oh, we had friends like this. And I walked into their house and their daughter is like classical music is playing and the smelly good candle is, you know burning and she's knitting on the couch and I'm, I laughed. I like guffawed when I walked in cause I'm thinking I have five sons. Never ever has our homeschool looked like this, you know? So, and that's my point, Kendra. And I think, you know, for Elon right. too, like you, you may not be the best one for this hormonal boy this year. And there've been times where you're like, Hey, you know what? We need to send you to prison. That's what we need to do. That's you, you need a jumpsuit and daily rations. That's what you need, young man. Um, but I think that that's, you know, that's what, kind of what I wanted to get to. Now I have a second question coming out of this now. Um, oh, okay. And I think, you know, when we, when we look at this as, um, uh, kind of this idea, what do you, what, what do you think? And Kendra, you can jump in as well. Um, cause I have my own opinions on, uh, the critical homeschoolers <laughs> who are, are the, you know, they're critical towards the teachers, the public teachers. Yeah. Like there's nothing good. There's in nothing a, in good a out of a, school there's nothing good out of a yeah. charter school, mm-hmm. out of a private school and a public school, but having been in and having been in a tough situation, um, and I'm going to bait you on this one. Um, obviously there's a need for that in the world. There's a need for mm-hmm. people to step up and become public teachers and what do you think about that? You know, the judgment towards the school system. I mean, it's hard because, you know, I, I, I'm not, I will, I mean, I'll be honest and tell you, I'm not a, I don't want to say a diehard homeschooler. That sounds wrong. <laughs> you know, there's so many things that you feel like you have to say or be. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily agree that homeschooling is for everyone. Do I think that, I mean, I, I know personally for our family right now, this is where we are and where we need to be. 
But I know there are a lot of friends of mine that I would say, oh, no, (laughs) you know, no, no, you're right. It's okay. You know, be released from that because we can heap a lot of guilt, too, on people in that sense thinking and and cause undue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And on other people, you know, thinking that you have to do this. And yeah, I just like you were saying, I think there are a lot of public school teachers that are fabulous. I have friends that teach in the public school system and they are wonderful teachers and doing their part to reach, you know, to reach out to other kids who need help in that school system, you know, who might not be getting what they need from home. And I know that's what I was doing when I was in the public school system, you know, as far as, I mean, a lot of these kids, I still see them years, it's years later now, but the families, I'm still in touch with some of the families and I, you know, and I love that about it, but it's, I think that's a really, we need to be really careful in being, (laughs) um, judging of it. I want to say, I want to say judge not lest you be judged, (laughs) but that seems a little, (laughs) well, I just, I I think, I think the big statement you said earlier was this idea that as we, as we're young, homeschoolers mm-hmm. were so idealistic mm-hmm. in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. You know, you see a video or, or you, or you see or hear Kendra or Yolanta at a, at a conference and you're like, that's what I want in my school. I, that's what I, I want to be that kind of homeschooler. Um, I want that kind of setting in my home. Cause you guys sometimes can paint an idealistic picture, even mm-hmm. though I know the two of you were very real and saying, this isn't the way, you know, it's not this way every day. Even right now, in the, oh, yeah. the podcast, you're saying that. You know, this is tough. This is hard some days. But um, I think it's kind of like me watching, uh, who's that guy? The Happy Trees? You know, Bob <laughs> Ross. Like, I watch yeah. him paint, and then I'm there, <laughs> and it just looks like finger painting is being done. Uh-huh. You know? So I know he makes it look so easy sometimes. But there are times when I just need to go down to the local art studio and buy a piece of art and not try and make one my, myself. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, there's better people doing this. Um, so yeah, that's, well, that's and, a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Yolanta, you've actually talked a little bit in this episode about, um, you're teaching in a co-op right now. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there is freedom within this homeschool choice and there's oh, actually, yeah. there's actually freedom within a schooling choice. I think that, you know, we think you either have to be, it's an either or situation, but I know plenty of people who are after schooling you know, or who are mm-hmm. using, um, a hybrid, we use a hybrid with our high schoolers. And so it's a little bit of like, can you know, let's take this class that looks good for you, but let's homeschool this class. Cause that would be better for you. And, you know, mm-hmm. there are so many variables now. And like you said, we're not, we're not those bushwhacking homeschoolers of the 1980s who really, it was a book and a kitchen table, you know, mm-hmm. we have so many options now and we can, can we, you know, can we say, let's lift the judgment of each other and give each other the freedom <laughs> to do what we feel God is really calling us to do? Oh, I would certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yolanta, we want to thank you for being on the homeschooling in real life podcast, but we're not done with you yet. Uh, for our <laughs> listeners, mm-hmm. we're going to spend a few more minutes uh, talking with her about um, some more information for, sorry. we're going to spend a few more minutes talking with Yolanta about um, what it looks like as a teacher to transition into the homeschool environment. Uh, but that's going to be for our subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber, you're going to want to head over to homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe to subscribe to our uh, website. And then when you're there, 
uh, we have a link right on our main page for you to get bonus content. So we're going to put some stuff in the bonus content because this conversation... It's a bonus. It's yeah, worth it. ...has been so fun <laughs> with her. So And it's going to get better. So there's our little tease. If you want to hear more, and you're going to want to on this one, <laughs> you're going to want to head over and subscribe. So thanks for being on the podcast with us and just for being willing to get... Uh, online with us. It's been great to have you here. Remind our listeners where they can find you, Yolantha. Well, this is Yolantha Herb, and I blog at homeschoolcreations.net. So you can find me on Facebook at Homeschool Creations, and most of my usernames are all with Yolantha in them. So good luck to you spelling that, but that's (laughs) J-O-L-A-N-T-H-E, and it's pronounced Yolantha, not any way you'd even imagine. But (laughs) all my links are also on my site. So you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and all the other good stuff there. All right. Well, thanks so much again for joining us. It was great to talk with you. Thanks very much. All right. So that was a great interview. And as you heard us say at the end, we we have bonus content. And uh, so I just want to delineate a couple ways that you as a listener can get plugged in a little bit more to homeschooling in real life, or to what we're doing here, if you would like. Uh, one is to become a subscriber. Um, you're going to get some bonus content. So a lot of the shows you've listened to, there's bonus behind-the-scenes content. Um, I say it's where we go off the rails. Like, we don't have to... It's only for our real serious subscribers. <laughs> so the ones who are going to stick with us. Yeah, we get yeah. Uh, we can get a little silly sometimes behind the scenes. They, they tend to be really fun shows, um, or fun segments that just don't make it to the air. You can head over to homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe. You can enter your information. And then on the screen will pop up the password that you need to get behind the scenes on our subscriber page. That's one. That's easy. That's simple. Yes. You can go to Caroline's Coffee and you can use the code H-I-R-L. That's another way you can support us. You can head on over to iTunes just by pushing on the screen of your phone. It'll pop up. There'll be a link. You can uh, head over to iTunes and magically delicious no magically they will appear (laughs) every week our podcast will download directly to your podcatcher whatever it is you can use whatever device you want um and and that's another way and and, you know by subscribing by leaving a comment at itunes again it just helps us rank higher on itunes i don't care i don't even check that often but i do check our listeners that leave comments on there because i like to read them on the air and i have one in just a few minutes um but it'll help us rank higher and people can find us helps us grow and we want to grow because we want more people to find freedom in Jesus. That is our goal. That is yeah. the number one goal here. Amen. And let's have fun along the way because it's okay to have fun while you're helping people find freedom in Jesus. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Then the the only way that we would really ever ask that you financially uh, join us is on patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL where you can subscribe monthly with a uh, financial contribution to help us uh, get away from advertising and just be able to do this show um, the way we want to do it, which is better and better and better with more guests. We can grow the show and, uh, we can, we can just do a bigger, better show for you. So that's patreon.com. You can chip in a dollar a month. You can chip in a hundred dollars a month, wherever it works in your homeschool budget. Um, so that's that. Those are the ways easily delineated that you can help support our show. All right, so that was easy. Now let's talk about the ways that they can find us. Yes, well, you can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. And that's a fun place to be. We've got an active group of people who, who uh, comment and, and 
yeah, rate us? No, yeah, they don't no we're giving away a book, Beloved Mess. We are uh, giving away a copy of Beloved Mess, which is our episode from a couple of weeks ago with Kim Crandall. So if you want that book, we are going to give that away at the end of the month. You can reach us on Twitter at homeschoolirl. And Fletch, they can find you where? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Mango Times. Actually on Facebook too, facebook.com. The Mango Times, but it's at The Mango Times at Twitter and Instagram. Okay. At Kendra E. Fletcher, if you want to see that Instagram post, if you're an Instagrammer. Yeah, and if you follow any of our uh, um, websites, um, you can also link to the Studio Dogs, which they have got a bigger following this week. I've had more people follow the dogs again. <laughs> so uh, they, they are the, the two studio dogs. If you want to email us, info at homeschoolingirl.com. Now, the last way you can connect with us, like we said, was at iTunes. We have a review in. This came in from Sabrina Justison uh, this week. Kendra and Fletch keep it real with every episode. I get encouragement, and I get challenged, and I get practical strategies for growth. As a person and a Christ follower first, and as a homeschooler second. Oh, and they're fun, too. Oh, wow. and we're fun. Thanks, Sabrina. That Thanks. was a nice review. Yeah, we appreciate I, that. I like that you uh, ranked the fact that we encourage you as a Christ follower before a, a homeschooler, because mm-hmm. that is how we would do it. Well, I think that wraps up the show for this week. We want to thank you for listening to Homeschooling in Real Life. And uh, next week we have uh, uh, well, it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. We're on a summer schedule here. We really don't know yet. Well, We've it's got, a, we have to discuss. It's we need a to summer delineate. School. Yeah, we have a couple of shows in the hopper that we need to figure out which one we're going to release next week. So thanks for listening and thanks for being super listeners. This is Yolanta Herb. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them wherever you download your podcast.